0: So today we are talking about You Were Never Really Here, the 2018 Lynn Ramsey's film starring Joaquin Phoenix. It was my number two movie of last year, right behind uh, First Reformed. Jake, you did not respond well to this movie on your first view, and you were like, "What? what, what the f-? it was like a, it was a Only God Forgives situation where you didn't vibe with that, and you didn't understand why I liked it as much as I did, but this time around, different.
1: Yeah, I don't know what was wrong with me. Like, I think the first time I watched it, I just... i tell you what it was. Like, you know when it gets into, like, the weird pedo shit where, like, the, the, the government and the politicians are involved with the pedo stuff? I was like, yes, this is going to be good. And then it just kind of fizzled out and it didn't go anywhere with it. So I was like, fuck that. But then when, uh, yeah, you were like, nah, man, it's good. And I was like, all right. Like, you know, most films that you say to watch, I'm like, I kind of like so i was like let me just watch it again because i hate watching new stuff i'm so weird i always just watch the same thing so i put this Mm -hmm. new i put it on again like last week and i was like this is excellent you know when it's like i realized like okay this is really good um i don't know i think maybe i expected too much from it before but no like after looking at it um yeah i loved it man and I, i think what's his name joaquin phoenix is like I don't know, man. He's just so good in that role. You know what I mean? Like, I prefer him in that than even the Joker. This, this movie
0: uh, slid below the radar. It was kind of buried when it came out. I was looking at the awards that this movie got, and he won Best Actor, and Lynn Ramsey's, I think, won Best Director at Sundance. And then they struggled to find, like, an outlet for
1: it. It just kind of got covered up. Buried like Epstein. <laughs> it's covertly, like... Pizzagate, the movie. That's why I got really into it the first time for, like, 20 minutes. And I was like, yes, this is my film. Like, and then I was like, eh? Like, where, where's, where's all that gone? What the fuck? Like, they're just saving kids from pedophile politicians. And then, like, it ends. Um, So that, I think, but I guess, like, you know, once I watched it, I just thought, like... The second time, I was like, right, okay, it is good. But I do wish it was longer, honestly. Like, I just think they could have done a lot more with that, you know what I mean? And it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. it it is kind of... I said on Twitter, like, um, it's like the uh, the eyes wide shut of the Epstein scandal, you know? Because, like, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around eyes wide shut that is about these weird little kind of sex cults and shit within the government. And then, like, you know, I feel like whenever um, you hear here was kind of like the, the Epstein version, you know, because it's clearly touching on that same kind of story. And it's funny how it came out in the same year, you know, it's very good timing. I'm gonna ask you some questions. How many are there? One guy inside
0: the front door. The second guy on the top floor. After the tone,
1: please leave a message. It's done. A man called. He wants to see you right away. State Senator Albert Vato. His teenage daughter's missing. What's the lead? You got an anonymous text with an address. I've heard of these places.
0: They said you were brutal. I can be. I want you to hurt them.
1: like some conspiracy and for years it was like that and then the miami herald did all this work on it and proved like nah this is real like you know and it was worse than we thought like that to me is one of the most fascinating things that all these things that to be honest a lot of conspiracy theorists just threw it out there like oh yeah they're doing a weird sex cult with kids you know whatever but then this happened to be true you know it's like fuck like epstein just fucking kids in his temple on the island you know like uh I guess it just, it, it kind of feels like now that
2: people are realizing that politicians are kind of shitty and they do <laughs> shitty stuff. And it's like a realization that for whatever reason, people are now finding out and now they're looking into things that politicians did before, when, when before, whenever you'll be president, you'll be God. Uh, so I guess I guess it's similar to that where, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, conspiracy theories that are thrown as, you know, just crazy talk. And then years
1: later, it comes out that there was a lot of truth in what they're saying. The one with this is, though, like, I think the way Epstein died is just so insane. Like, <laughs> it's so... Cr- like, what? The fucking... Both the guards fell asleep together at the same time. Yeah. Same time the security cameras weren't working on the most high-profile inmate ever. <laughs> like, or at that time. Like, oh, yeah, that's really... Just crazy coincidences right now, you know? Like, come on, man. Like, it's fucking bullshit. The whole
0: thing... <laughs> It sounds like the beginning of an episode of, like, Batman 1966 when the Joker's breaking out of Arkham.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It
0: sounds
2: like a a short of the three stooges to me. It's like they're the guards. We got a pedophile in
1: here. (laughs) then one goes to sleep. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) All the cameras
1: break. They're knocked out. They bring in replacements. One of them's got, like, water coming out of his badge. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Some dumb shit, yeah. But again, like, it's, uh, you know, as a journalist, I'm involved in, like, really serious work. And I've spoken to people, who are like Jake, what is wrong with you? Like you're you're, you're losing your mind. I'm like, what? Like he's like really? Like don't buy into that conspiracy shit, man. It's a right wing meme. I'm like, nah. <laughs> like it's really not. You know, like it's weird how quickly people just. Willing to be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he killed himself. Like that's, that's
0: because academic people typically are the most rigid thinkers, mm. and they're not. They don't respond well to that kind of stuff. Everybody I know who even mildly liked college does not does not get into that <laughs> that group of uh, oh look at these, uh, you know, ideas that are being put out there by these random internet message boards. And maybe there's something that sticks about it, but it all gets, you know, you throw the baby out with the bathwater if it
1: doesn't make sense in your head. It's the people that, yeah, I agree. It's the people that like, you know, like, you you know what I'm saying? Like the people that are like uh, rules are rules, you know, them kind of people. Well, that's the law. Like those kind of people are the people that are just like, nah like what the government killed epstein really like well like they they quite quickly like kill children in yemen in school buses like i don't think that it's a stretch to think they killed epstein that could have fucked up their whole thing you know what i mean like both trump and hillary were well not hillary but like clinton's were so deeply involved with him i would be like get him dead (laughs) you know what i mean like anyone would be like kill that fucker so i really the, the idea that it's Oh, it's completely a ridiculous statement that the government would have killed him. Like, I I, I can't even understand that thing. We were getting into a little bit of the uh, the Franklin cover up
0: a couple of days ah, ago man. when we were talking about this. Now, wouldn't you say that Joaquin Phoenix in this movie is
1: basically John DeCamp?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. That guy's fucking bonkers, man. Like that whole um, like we spoke about it. I picked that book up. Do you know what? I heard it on Come Town. This is what a fucking loser I am. Like I heard um, um, like one of them, Nick Mullen talking about it. And I was like, what? Like, so I just looked it up, didn't read anything about it. I was like, that sounds mad. Bought it, started reading it. And within like, within like the, the the prologue, I was like, what? Like this ain't right. The way, the, tell you what it is for me, the way the guy starts it, he's like reciting a conversation he had with his friend. Like, I don't know what his name's, his friend's name is like, say like Jack or whatever. He's like, so Jack said, you're the best guy ever. And I was like, yeah, I am the best guy ever. You know what I mean? The way he recites it, it's like, and obviously Jack convinced me what a great journalist I was. It's just the whole thing is way too convenient. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of kind of true info in there amongst just a sea of bullshit. You know what I mean? Hans, are are you familiar with the Franklin scandal at all?
0: Uh, not really, no. You didn't hear
1: about so George H. W. Bush
0: uh, transporting young black children to the White House to spend time with them? What no? No, it's it's true. No. It's a, it's true. Allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> says I've... says
1: the Franklin conspiracy. Wait to just spend time just hang with them, out, you know, to just to be surrounded by black know. children. isn't yeah. is
2: it, was it the White House in D.C. Did he yes. have to go that far
0: to get them? No, no, right? it's not that far. It's all it's all. Uh, well, what was it? It was uh It was in. Um, not Oklahoma. It was in Omaha. It was all. It was all mostly in Omaha. But you know, you get a hold of these politicians, you can take private jets anywhere you like <laughs> on the cheap, just like Epstein. You know, he's got his own service there.
1: The problem I think with things like the Franklin conspiracy is that, like, there's a lot of really serious issues. You know what I mean? And it's. I feel like they kind of they push it into this realm of like nut job conspiracy stuff, which even the mm. Epstein stuff was in for so long. But you know, as we now know, and everybody knows, Epstein was actually doing it. He literally had a child sex trafficking ring with help from very powerful people. Now, that is on itself a huge story. It's like, it doesn't help when these conspiracy guys like put some Satan in it, maybe aliens. It's like, nah, man, like, come on, just it's already insane. You don't need to add like ghosts or whatever you know Uh, well hans i
0: mean uh you know you live in costa rica do you ever see any trafficking occur in your neighborhood i mean there's i i'm i assume there's very shady things that go on there not in my neighborhood but we are pretty known worldwide for
2: underage prostitutes and trafficking so is that why you moved there (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just from here i just know i just have (laughs) friends that disappeared growing up you know the huge No, but yeah, Costa Rica is known for that. For like in Latin America, it's like you can come here and apparently fuck underage. Presidents.
0: I'll tell you what. I was at, I remember my aunt took me to the flea market one time when I was eight and some woman came up to me. I wandered off to go check out toys or whatever. Some woman came up to me and was like, hey, you want to come over here? She, like she was trying to get me to come over to her for some reason. And I was just like, nope. And I ran away. And now I in my head... What I tell myself is that I would have uh, wound up as Barney Frank's
1: sex slave in his basement on Capitol Hill. So I'd have loved that. Eight years old, I'd have been like, "Yeah, this is gonna be great," and then I'd be so upset. <laughs> like I tell, I tell you what, I um when I was in Peru, I was making a documentary there years ago, like 2015, and um the doc was about uh, illegal gold mining and how it's destroying the uh, rainforest. Uh, anyway, but as, as a, like an aside to that one day we we're at, so so what they do is when they set up these illegal gold mining sites, they literally just build a town at the side of a road. So they'll be like, okay, we've found gold here. Let's just set up like shanty town and it's not on a map or anything. You know what I mean? It's just there for maybe six months and then it's gone. So we went to one of these towns and like, we were like fucking hell, man. They tried to, they were trying to serve as guinea pig. And I was like, I don't want to eat. I just don't want to eat guinea pig. And then what we did do was like weird, like woke person and was like, uh, stop disrespecting their culture. I was like, I, I don't want to eat the fucking <laughs> guinea pig. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for a walk. Anyway, I go for a walk. I get talking to this guy and long story short, the, one of the biggest problems was that the fathers were pushing their, their young daughters into prostitution, like the second they have their period. So if they get their period, they're like, right, now you're going to be a prostitute. there were like 12 year old girls man and we man i swear down we wandered over to this like like you know it's like a shanty town but like the nicest shack basically like a long looking kind of like a saloon from red dead it looked like that but made out of like pallets um and there was just like fucking like 12 year old 13 year old girls like 15 year old girls dressed up like short skirts and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I was like, "I gotta go and see." And this guy, was one of the sound guys, was like, "Let's go and have a look." And we just like went in, ducked our head in, and then there was just like gross, like forty-year-old guys with like fifteen-year-old girls on their laps. And I was just like, "This is fuck death." And um, I don't know. But I was freaking out. I was like, "Man, we need to like burn it down." And everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, and then the woman again was like. <laughs> how do you know how stop disrespecting the culture? I was like, they're fucking selling their kids into sex work. What do you mean? Like, but yeah, man, but that that was just like one of the darkest things I ever seen. And I remember even thinking then like, man, it would be so, there was a lot of rich Chinese um, businessmen in the area because they were, you know, involved with the illegal mining i remember just thinking man it'd be so easy for them to just be like here's a taking all these girls you know what i mean that's fucking atrocious I, I i don't know i don't know what my point is but i just think that that shit can happen so easily and people think that it's mm-hmm. this like crazy idea that's only in fiction it's like nah man it's going on everywhere you know
2: you don't really have to go that far i guess <laughs> it's not <laughs> the knows. same but it's similar to uh you know how in parts of colombia and other south american countries uh they see fucking donkeys as preteens and teenagers as a practice and as a thing that's going to enhance their sexual prowess when they're older and also help, help their dick grow. Uh, grow. So uh, the fact that there's places where people still believe that shit and practice it doesn't surprise me that there's, you know, things like that, like underage brothels
1: and it's just seen as a normal thing because it's been there forever. It was literally like that like yeah it's normal like we need to make money like what like the miners need to fuck like nah they're they're (laughs) like they're grown men like they don't need to do it with children you know it was they had all these kids and i thought one of the kids sorry i thought the like wife was one of the kids and it turned out to be like the guy was like 40 and i swear to god the girl looked like i don't know 16 17 and she had like three kids already and I was like, what is going on? You know what I mean? It was so dark, but I didn't even know that shit really existed. You know what I mean? So, and that's in Peru, which is not like a particularly like closed off area. Like, you know, like imagine some African village or I don't know, whatever. And you get these scumbags like Epstein just turn up on their little fucking pedo boat. Now, of course it happened. You know? Yeah, so
0: you guys sign up for Disney Plus? or?
2: Uh... <laughs> to be fair, would you prefer to be a child prostitute in Peru or a child prostitute for Eps- Epstein? That sounds like an upgrade to me. But at I least you'd know, get like I mean, a
1: PlayStation with Epstein. <laughs> there was one who
0: was on the flight and had to rub uh, Matt Groening's feet or something, and he had, it was a disgusting situation. You get a
2: sandwich afterwards, though.
0: <laughs> you
2: might get a sandwich, yeah. You won't go hungry after fucking rubbing his feet. So it is, I don't, I don't know why I'm fucking devil's advocating for. <laughs> well, actually, think of this side.
1: Wasn't it like Clinton, though? I swear he was on that plane like 37 times or something. And, um, yeah. you know, I heard someone trying to explain it away. And then I, I can't remember who, but some comedian was like, uh, so like, I haven't been on a plane 37 times to see my own mum." You know, like, what the fuck was he yeah. doing on that plane? You know, like, it's so many. Oh, we were just friends. Like, I I, 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 my best friend lives an hour away. I see him, like, once a month. 37 times on a private jet to a fucking pedophile island. Ah, man, it's weird. Definitely weird.
2: I really just want to see someone go into that temple and see what's inside. I know. I'm
1: really curious about
2: that. I don't know. That's Did you
1: see those simple. guys went there? Um, Fuck, man, I can't remember their name. They're, like, alternative journalists. I don't know. And they went there, but then they just like take a photo outside it and like, oh, there's security, and they like run away. But they didn't try and get in. But what it turns out is, you know, like the door and the archway and shit, it's just painted on. So like that, I think is hiding something. Like it's um, it's flat. Like it's all flat. Oh, so when they got up close, there's it's no. It. It's just like cardboard, not cardboard, like wood painted. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there was uh, there was some speculation. I,
0: I you, you know, you can't really. Believe everything you see on, on 4chan of all places, but the renowned news source. Uh, someone had ha- hypothesized that that was uh, uh, an entryway for an elevator mm-hmm. that goes into the island on a lower floor, which makes sense to me. I, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. It's not a fucking uh,
1: bathhouse or anything in there, it's just a steam room. You know, he owned the island. Imagine if you are a billionaire or whatever he was. And I, if I owned an island, I would just make a tunnel for the sake of it. I'd be like, yeah, I want a tunnel. Like, put it in. Like, if you're a fucking the king of pedophiles, like, you're going to do it, you know? Like, he, and it's like, oh, don't be stupid. Like, why not? Why wouldn't he? You know? Like, he was fucking flying the most famous and influential people out on the world to little St. James Island. Like, it's so fucking dark, you know? Like, there is no way that he hasn't got some kind of dungeon, you know what I mean? What is, your, what is your theory about how well-connected
0: he was? Because nobody really knows how he got his money, how he got a lot of his funding. People think that he might be a secret agent for, for Israel or something. Do you believe any of that, or what do you think?
1: I mean, I don't think, I don't personally, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, who knows, but um, I do think that, you know, he had dirt on people, I think, because I did read about when they went into his Manhattan apartment or wherever it was, um, there was loads of videotapes. And it doesn't really say what was on them, but it says they found a load of videotapes. And I just think, did he just have some, you know, I mean, is he filming people and being like, I need this, I need that? You know, it's it's a known tactic in Russia and places like that. So why not, man? But who knows? Like, how can nobody know how he accumulated billions? No one knows. No one has ever said, like... Uh, I remember that guy from being a hedge fund. And everybody who did mingle with him said, oh, he doesn't really see. He never seemed like a bright guy. He
0: never seemed like he yeah. actually knew what he was talking about.
1: Yeah, he would just chat shit. like, And he would try to get like scientists. Do you see that? He was trying to get them to do weird experiments. So he would invite all these Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize winning scientists and people like that. And then he's like, yeah, I want to spread my seed. And he wanted to have like, all these women set up in like, like cows basically and just like Yeah, it was going to be like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, exactly. have all those yeah. women on a farm. He wanted so to have just, like 50 kids and have like a master race of Epstein's like Ugh. Could you
0: imagine babies with his his set of teeth? Have you seen his teeth? Nah. Horror
1: show. Really? It's it's uh it's very ghastly, <laughs> I think. I'm I'm British man like honestly, it's probably beautiful compared to what we got. <laughs> I had two fillings fall out this month, no joke. He's got these uh like like skinny all,
0: not not sharp but they look threatening you know these teeth and he, i
1: mean he also had a dentist chair in his bathroom yeah
0: what the fuck
1: i the, the, so you were you watching um so there's like a police tape right online it's like a hi-8 tape and someone leaked it and put it on youtube and uh yeah he's got so much weird shit in his house man like just very strange stuff why would you have a dentist? I mean, I don't know. Maybe rich people have stuff like that. Hans, what do you, what do you think he would need a dentist chair for? Uh,
2: to clean his foreskin. I don't know. That's like my first first usage I would find for it. You need you need a a very uh, strong light and uh, what
0: with tools like the little back, uh, the thing that shoots out the water to clean your mouth out.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Just mouthwash your dick. <laughs>
1: It's like a water balloon. Didn't he that
2: also ha- didn't he also have that painting that Bill Clinton you know,
1: allegedly
2: looking wearing a dress?
1: Yeah. I wanna believe that's real because it's so strange, but I don't think anyone ever really found where that came from. But uh I don't <laughs> know, man. I tell you what he does have when I was watching the t- the police tape. There's one room where well, it's like a hallway and then all the walls are red, like really red, and then there's all these weird like naked women photos on the wall. And, like, if you notice, actually, going back to to the film, um, you were never really here. There's that. If you've seen that on the hallway, where he when Joe goes in, the main character goes in to start, like, smashing the heads Mm -hmm. in of the pedos, there's one shot where it lingers on this picture of, like, a woman, you know, like a naked woman painted on the wall. And in Epstein's little pedo thing, he, he had that. Like, there's the police video shows all these weird, you know, kind of naked women paintings there's nothing wrong with having naked women paintings but it's just like a very weird scene you know and i'm not saying they they did it on the epstein thing but i think it's just that you know what i mean it's like the kind of it's a bit of like a stereotypical trope right if you got like a pedo dungeon you would think yeah let's make it look like that like you know weird women paintings and stuff this
0: guy has dedicated so much of his time money resources his life to sexual matters i don't think it's that big of a stretch, that, that would trickle into just, like, casual living. Exactly. Well, I, I, so, uh, what, we should probably get get back to the movie because we, we just spent about 20 minutes talking about Epstein. Pedophile <laughs> King, kings, yeah. But, and I'm sure it won't be you,
2: the last we Have you noticed that the, the more information that comes out about him, the more that it's closer to either Island of Dr. Moreau or Dr. Evil. You know, there's, like, a weird mix of him and his experiments that you are talking about and then also he had like an underground layer or an underground thing so it's very
1: you know uh villain like movie villain yeah he's like an uh, r-rated bond villain though you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like if it didn't not for the pedo stuff you'd be like aha the bond villain and it's like, <laughs> like, we can't put that well, in Look at his scar
2: face. He also fucks children. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> well, Oh, he's really a villain. Let,
0: <laughs> yeah. Let, let me throw this back into the mix, though, before we do talk about the movie, because you had briefly talked about how Satanism gets thrown into the pot, and it kind of de- decredits a lot of um, the details that do come out. And Hans, I want to get your take on this as well. But we briefly talked about this before, but what, why? why do you think it mingles in, so frequently with that and why people are also quick to jump to that.
1: Um, I think a lot of it is that people jump on it because it's almost like a subcultural reference or a pop cultural reference, I should say. So like people see, I don't know, a vaguely you know, like a picture of a black and white tree and they're like, oh, shit, it's the occult, you know, and it's like mm, so it's not always, you know what I mean? I think people jump to conclusions. But then the other side of it is I think that the occult is. Like, if you're going to go all out and be, you know, you have all the money in the world, you're going to, and you're the kind of person that goes for, like, radical and extreme things. And, you know, you're a dark, twisted person, which obviously a pedophile is. I think it's not a stretch to just think that they just keep going for more. You know, like, if if someone starts on, like, I don't know, OxyContin, and then they go on heroin, and then, you know what I mean? It's like that. They get into one thing, and then perhaps they don't believe in the occult, but it's like, how dark can we get? Like, how fucking weird can we make this? I, do you know what I mean? I think it can be that. Um, I don't know any paedophiles, but I, I definitely think that, you know, like, I think there's a different category. There's the ones that are, like, ill, not ill, I don't want to excuse them, but you know what I mean? Like, been fucked as a kid and, you know, abused as a kid, I should say, and then they've, like, they continued the abuse, you know, disgusting as it is. But then there are the ones that, like, you know, Epstein and a lot of the Dark web ones that I've seen before when like doing research on stuff where they embrace and indulge it. Like, there was this scum, like the scum of the earth. There was a guy in Australia who made this um, basically kidnapped kids and made like tortured them, sexually abused them in a little dungeon in his house and filmed it and then uploaded it to this uh, pedo pain website on the dark web. The guy who went to Thailand. I don't know. I can't remember, man. But he had a video called Daisy's Destruction. Daisy's Destruction. Yeah. He basically like we're thinking about the same guy. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like I think he like kills a baby by like abusing it or something. Just the most unbelievable. You couldn't make it up. You know what I mean? It's so dark. So like, there's that. Like I think Epstein is in that ilk of the guys that are like indulging in the darkness. Like they're not even embarrassed. They're not sickened by it. They're not like, why am I like this? They're like, yeah, I'm all about that. So to answer your question, I think that kind of mindset occultism lends itself to it. doesn't mean they really believe in demons or or satan or whatever but it's just like a, a fucking dark another dark thing to have around you know i
0: don't know there's there seems to be like some kind of disconnect like that that makes sense but for uh somebody like epstein or uh Ghislaine maxwell who you know they're, rec- they're 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 getting money to fund uh uh science researches and and whatnot it seems it clashes against that but you take a look at her mansion and she's got weird masks and and uh you know portraits and whatnot there's all this weird shit Mm. so i i don't know it's the one element of it that loses logic or any kind of sense to me it's like if a guy is just a sicko and he's got a compulsion and he's been able to do all this and it somehow ties into his like there's a there's a train of uh, thought there that is linear and it makes sense to a degree for that individual
1: mm. but when
0: you start to incorporate like jimmy saville holding satanic rituals in the child hospital basement you know and, yeah, and bring the little bald cancer kids down and yeah yeah like doing he, all sorts
1: of things he he was like literally evil as well like savile was like uh yeah by the way we call him jimmy savile Every time I hear you guys Americans, you're like, Jimmy Seville. <laughs> he sounds like yeah, a rich him. businessman. Like, sounds friendly. Yeah, like, who the fuck's Jimmy <laughs> Savile? <laughs> we call him Savile, like, Jimmy Savile. I mean, to, I think your way of saying it's right, but us being British, we're just Savile. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like, he was particularly evil, like, genuinely calculated. And, like, he's another one. He, like, took pride in the, the darkness of what he was doing, you know. Like, he enjoyed it. So, I'll I tell you one thing. I've done a lot of research into the occult. And I'd you one thing that's interesting about it is that there's a side to it where it's like, uh, it's kind of like the Nazis with like the, what is it, the Ubermensch or whatever, the like the superhuman. But There's a side to uh, occultism that kind of says that if you indulge this side and you reject uh, morality and you reject all these taboos in cultural society, you kind of evolve. You're like becoming above everybody. You're not even a human. You can actually be like the next level, you know? So there's a certain train of Satanism and not even Satanism, just like weird, dark occultism. Maybe it's that maybe these guys are just like, yeah, man, we're above everyone. We can do whatever we want, you know?
0: Well, I, I to a degree, I think that makes sense. If somebody has less moral boundaries, they're going to have less trouble making certain ethical decisions when it comes to uh rising in a business where, It is all about your stature and being able to elevate above others. Uh, Hans, you were about to say something.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the fact that back in the day, at least, uh, when it comes to Catholicism and religious, similar to that, uh, people were a lot closer to those beliefs and would hold them higher than now. So I feel like because of, you know, if if you look at the people that were doing those things, they're old now. So I feel like the mindset of, of that time, if you had any, any type of uh, personal, you know, when you put yourself before God or when you think about yourself instead of thinking of others, that's a very Satan uh, a trait that people has. It's and very black just, metal, just, very cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because of how, how, uh, how people uh, follow those religions. I feel like um, anything that has to do with, with uh, the occult for them – it's seen as, you know, evil or seen as above God, like you just said. So a lot of it has to do with, you know, they were older, their beliefs were a little bit stronger. So so when it comes to anything that has to do with Satanism or anything occult like that is seen as uh, darker, I guess, than now. Because, I mean, now you can see a, a fucking cover of a black metal album and it's darker than anything that you'd see in one of those rituals, I guess. Unless you talk about, you know, the actual sacrifices. But... Uh, uh, I think that that might be why, uh, or that's my theory at least. Where uh, because even now, uh, at least in countries like where I live, the mention of of Satan, even the name, it's still seen as like, uh, oh my god, I have to go pray because you said Satan's name. Yeah. Uh so maybe come, some of it is related to that. I'm not. I mean, I'm not entirely sure, obviously, but I I think a lot of it has to do with you know the H and uh, how that was seen before then you know now that it's not really that dangerous or seen
1: as that i think like it's good it's a good point what you mentioned about there like touching on catholicism because in a roundabout way that kind of religion does create this like otherworldly people you know and i I remember one time my granddad you know like he's he's irish guy but our family like his mom was like very catholic but my granddad was just like now fuck this like from a very early age he was like this isn't for me you know so he you know none of us were raised particularly religious but I remember one time he explained to me saying that like, because I was like, how can they allow the priest to do these things? And they didn't tell anyone. And, and he said, you have to understand, it's not like it is now back then in like a rural community in Ireland. They would see um, the priest literally as not a human, you know, like he's not quite a human. He's above. He's kind of the, the messenger between you and God. So it's like the he's connection. not actually... Yeah, the connection. It's like he's not even you. He's above you in in a literal sense. Like, he's not even human. And, like, that kind of thinking, fuck me, man. Like, once you put that into the mix, like you said, it can very easily go the other way and be the darkness can be the same thing. You know, we can be above the rest. You know, and I'm sure people think we sound crazy, but if you look into this, which, you know, I have, and there is a big element of that within, like, occultism. Like, you must evolve to the next level of existence you know
2: but it's also uh do you get to a level of power where uh you can get you can get whatever the fuck you want Like you get a level of rich a level of successful where if you're a deviant or if you have a little bit of sick in your brain you just keep going further and further because no one's there to stop you or to tell you that anything you're doing is wrong because you're all powerful. And I believe that a lot of that happens with people in Hollywood where they think that they don't have anyone around them that says no to them. So he's just, you know, level up and level up and level up until you know you realize you've fuck five children and three of them are dead or you know,
0: something maybe It's like an addiction, I think, for some of them maybe. I think Charlie Sheen is the uh the ideal example of that, <laughs> where you see a guy who started off just doing casual drugs. Uh, then he's allegedly raping Corey Haim. And then you fast forward 35 years and he's just like in a porn dungeon smoking crack by himself with AIDS. So,
1: yeah, he, he's crazy. He like knowingly tried to give someone AIDS. He,
0: I believe uh, he slept with multiple women and did not disclose the fact that he was HIV
1: positive. Fuck, man. Like what? That's not just drugs. Like, I've seen crackheads. It would be like oh my god no, <laughs> you know what I mean like that is next level like <laughs> it's evil it's evil right it's evil again yeah it's like there's something about when some people get powerful they I don't know the darkness just like you said like if they have one bit of the evil in them then mm. I mean I know it's not as simple as good and evil but you know what I mean like kind of dark nature to them you know like I will, I have certain things where I you know very dark comedy I think things are very dark and funny and then sometimes. I think, whoa, man, chill out. That's too fucking far, you know. But then imagine you don't have that mechanism to just tell yourself to shut the fuck up and all the money. There's, there's no repercussions. Whatever happened to him,
2: nothing. He's, he's, he's still there. I mean, he is he doing anything? I don't know if that uh, anger management series that had like 200 episodes in two seasons. That's syndication. Hundred episodes is syndication. On? Episodes of syndication <laughs> checks the rest of your life. Oh, crazy. Oh, there man. you go. So the repercussions were that he just got. Million times richer.
1: What? What? Um. Going back to the the film, I would like to the film. What? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> what film? Like, I would love to. I don't. You probably know. You guys probably know. Like, but I, I would love to know the why they made that film. Like the directors. I don't know. Um. Fucking like, uh, why do they want to make it? You know, because it's very. I don't know. Like we said, it key. It ties into. It's very. Um. What's the word like the zeitgeist at the moment? It's it's perfect right now, you know. But again, it did kind of just get glossed over. But I think more so in retrospect,
0: after the the whole outcome of the Epstein thing, where he committed suicide, and you you see the result of uh, the senator who hires Joe through that agency, he commits suicide as well. And the way that things unfold, it just seems I think to the average viewer of this movie they would receive this in a way where this is more realistic now than it may have been when it came out in theaters early last year, back in like January or so.
1: Yeah. Like incrementally that kind of thing is becoming
0: more known. I th- I think the whole Epstein situation has broken the, I guess just like the, the mainstream uh, how can I put it? Like the, The asleep nature of a lot of people who maybe wouldn't have given... Kind of similar to the JFK assassination and how that woke up a lot of conspiracy theorists to be like, okay, well, there's certain aspects of this that don't make sense. And maybe I don't trust the government or media or whatever whatever, as much as I did three months ago before all these details came out. I think that has been the case with the Epstein thing. Then again... Uh, I know plenty of people who don't know anything at all about Epstein, who've never heard that name before in their life. So it, it's it's such a weird – it's difficult to gauge, like, the pulse of the country or the Western world as far as these things go. Uh, but I, I do think, on the whole,
1: that's the case. Yeah. I, I think you're right, though, because I, I wouldn't have really I – I didn't really think about it, but recently, like, my best friend, he's a, a very smart guy – He's not really into the kind of weird internet shit like I am. He never had MSN, you know, like a, a normal human being. You know what I mean? And he's like, kind yeah. of, you know, he's got Instagram. He doesn't really give a shit about it. You MSN know? was never a thing over here. It was always AIM. I know MSN is big with... Oh, AIM, yeah. Like, but we had MSN Messenger, but AIM, I had AIM, but like... Americans. Yeah, like, but when it happened, he was saying to me, like, you're insane. Like, what the fuck you want about... And then recently, he was like, I've just looked at it like, yeah, he so badly didn't kill himself. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, yeah, like he was so clearly. And he, this is like one of the most straight thinking guys I know. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I think you're right. Like, Your country is um, so big that you can never know. I, don't know. I don't think you can ever know what,
2: you know, a, a, even a large part of the population is thinking because there's no way of you to contact them or, or have them contact you. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't even have internet so what? how do you know about them you know yeah. so uh, uh, it, it's difficult I'm sure that the coasts, if you ask about Epstein to anyone in either coast they'll know but someone in Montana why would they care about Epstein when they have to you know think about milking their cows or whatever the fuck this is
1: me stereotyping Montana <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's kind of universal though that kind of normal working people you know they have their radar on with like rich millionaires so i do think there's quite a maybe that's not right in america but i think in britain quite a lot of people would be like yeah i'm I'm not surprised that they killed him you know like they're quite quite um quite happy to believe them kind of things it's not too outrageous for the normal person here you know like i think there's kind of um maybe there's more of a natural kind of rebellious nature to certain parts of society but I don't know. I think some people are quite willing to, like, take on the idea that, yeah, like, there was a pedophile guy and the government killed him. Yeah.
0: So, uh, do you guys think that Hillary Clinton's running <laughs> for president?
1: I think she's going to. Do you? I, <laughs> yes. I, I, think so. I, I think so, too, actually. She was on Howard Stern recently. She's trying to get hit. She's going to come and do some dabs, like, five years late. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Uh, you come out
1: like, how about The Simpsons? She's looser. You know, she's uh, the cool wine mom. Now. She, she's going to come out with some bullshit. Like, it's going to be amazing. If she gets beaten
0: again... Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the debates are going to conclude, right? And no, <laughs> like it's going to be the same as it is now, where everybody's just, like, dejected by everybody on that stage. And then Hillary's going to come out, and they're going to grandfather her in. She's going to be the nominee again. And... I, I I don't know she she I mean crazier things have happened I think she would have a better shot this time yeah I think so yeah really yeah she she killed Epstein she's an American hero now <laughs> killed the world's most infamous pedophile
1: well I mean yeah she killed a pedophile but maybe she should kill her husband as well to just do uh, the whole nine yards you know he's innocent
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I I just I would like that just to see what. The Bernie people would do to see her do that thing again, and then just to see
0: what would happen if she loses will they 'll do, the, like do how... the same thing as last time they 'll either write in Bernie or they 'll
1: cave and vote for her because they don 't like trump that 's what they do yeah they fuck Bernie like she fucked him so bad, you know like he i don't know she mm-hmm. i I really think that she would do anything to stop him, you know, in, in, nearly as much as Trump. I think she probably uh, sprayed him in the face with cyanide, and that was that heart attack
0: a couple of months ago. Yeah, right? he did. It's like v. the yeah. Iceman.
1: I, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't. I wouldn't be that surprised if like Hillary just like get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> they like, Jeez, like <laughs> yeah. Could I have a spray up, <laughs> bam, straight in his face. He's fucked. Don't be surprised, man. Um, I was going to ask you about the film. Yeah. By the way, um, what did you think of it as, like, um, cinematically and all that shit? You know, like, I I don't know as much about films and shit as you, like, at all. And What did you think of that? This was not the movie that I expected it to be. So I, I
0: it, it came out and had a limited run in theaters like most Amazon movies do, where they'll play them for about a month or so uh, throughout the country. I think they just want to net that two-week window so they can have a shot at... Oscar nominations, eligibility. So I I was staying in Boston at a hotel with my girlfriend and I wanted to go out, go to the movies, go do something. And that was the only movie that was playing after a certain hour. So I watched the trailer. I was like, all right, that 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 seems pretty interesting. I had seen a couple of like screen caps, a couple of posters, and the vibe that I had gotten from the trailer was that this was gonna be like taxi driver or old boy. You see him just kind of like brooding with the hammer and he's gonna beat the shit out of people. He's gonna rescue a girl. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm in for that. But it turns out it's much, it it seems like a more delicate movie. It's a slower movie. It's more of a character piece than, I guess, centralizing on the plot itself. And that seems to be where it lost you maybe the first time, where it's not exactly about this big conspiracy cover-up thing. It's more about how this guy is dealing with a really bad situation at a turbulent time in his life and his mother passes away because of his job essentially and his he, everything is falling apart for this guy at a rapid speed and he has to make a decision to either cave to that or save this girl and potentially blow things up even more um but i i thought it was a great piece of work a great piece of uh, uh cinema and um I, don't, I thought that Lynn Ramsey's handled the subject matter and also, like, the cinematography uh, in a kind of peculiar way. Like, the way that she highlighted Joaquin... Like, this is going to sound very gay, but I noticed in the movie, mm-hmm. she she liked, the way that she, like, showed his muscles and his hands and shit seemed like a very feminine perspective of how uh, a director might do that, as opposed to, like, Michael Bay. And uh, Megan Fox has her oiled up... Uh, breasts bouncing on top of the car or something as she's walking over to Shia LaBeouf, your pal Shia LaBeouf. Didn't, didn't, you, didn't you say you talked to Shia LaBeouf? He got got in touch with you? his
1: fucking like his dickhead manager. No, not even his manager. His business partner was like, you know, when he did that, like um, put that flag up, it was uh, fucking. He will not divide us. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. He will not divide. us. So when he put that up, Lucas, po- no, not Lucas Pope. That's the guy that made papers. Anyway, some guy that is like came up with that idea, like thinks he's a visionary, and it was at the time that I did that investigation exposing that militant Nazi group in America, Atomwaffen, and he like messaged me and was like, "Great work, bro," and I was like, "Oh, thanks, mate. Like, appreciate that." And then he kind of tried to equate what he did with that flag to what I did with like exposing like like this guy got some fucking neo nazi got arrested off the back of mine and my colleagues' work, and it like dismantled. The- terrorist cell and it's like you put up a fucking flag so like you try to it's like yeah we do the same sort of thing and I was like man fuck off like, fuck out of here sort of thing like not like that but, you know like yeah maybe not and then he was like did you see uh when 4chan came after us for the flag and I couldn't help myself I said yeah that was fucking hilarious and he was like and then he said dude do you realize that someone burnt the cabin we were in like set it on fire and I just said, even funnier. And then after that, he just was like, "You're a fucking fascist." I was like, "No, nah, man. Like, I'm like the opposite of a fascist. I just, I just find the internet funny. Like, you know, tough shit." And then he was like, "Tweeting like Jake Rand's a fucking douchebag." And oh, it was good, man. It was good. But yeah, that guy. You a have
0: fucking you hold on, but hold on. You have the best celebrity engagements between Shia LaBeouf and Kathy Griffin. Now, who's this on Twitter today talking about? Uh, if you drink a certain kind of latte, oh you're you're a colonialist. Or yeah, you yeah. what, so what, what's if, happening?
1: If you drink, I just see this weird sweet, like if you drink a turmeric um, latte, it's cultural appropriation. If you're a white guy and you drink a turmeric latte. <laughs> and then, but because she's Indian, and if she wants to drink a hot chocolate, it's not cultural appropriation. And then, and then it was just, like, the dumbest shit. And I was like, yeah, like, turmeric coffee is cancelled, you know. And then, like, I don't know. And then she called me a white supremacist. And then, like, loads of people were like, this guy has literally been exposing white supremacists and has been, like, you know. And then she was like, oh, he, he ignores people of colour. And then this other guy, Fair Play, was like, Jake just got back from Syria where he was reporting on, like, Kurds and Arabs getting murdered. And it was like, yeah. And then, and then the guy said, you just went to Starbucks. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's great, man. But um, I, I just hate that woke culture, you know. Like, I'm I'm very much mm-hmm. in, interested in leftist causes. I believe in anti-fascism, you know. I believe in militant anti-fascist action. But uh, all of this woke-scold bullshit, fuck out of here, man. I'm going to tell offensive jokes and i'm gonna laugh at shit you know i really believe that that like woke shit needs to be mocked like to get rid of it you know like just mock it like Mm. you know if she's indian and she uses a toilet is that cultural (laughs) 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 appropriation? yeah exactly right like one of my kurdish friends messaged me and said like uh i eat porridge every day uh do i have your permission to eat it and i was like what like well it's a white thing and i was like yeah right it's like it's the same thing Uh. it's like like basically, someone put up a good <laughs> meme, and it was like you know, like the the black hand, white hand, you know, holding hands uh, meme, and it was like uh, white supremacists on one side, and then it was like overly woke people on the other, and the connection oh, right. was like multiculturalism is bad. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's literally what they're arguing, you know, like the uh, the I think
0: it was the predator meme where you have Carl Weathers and and uh, yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that's it, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, yes. it, man.
1: yeah, yeah. unity. You know, like I'm not trying to run around with dreadlocks and blackface. I'm just saying like you can just enjoy other people's stuff, really. you know, Hans, what do you think? I mean, you're the minority. Of the, I mean, you have two ethnic minorities
0: in you. Perhaps, I mean, you live in a third world country. You live in hell. There's, there's trafficking outside of your home. Your dad. Yeah. What's up with your dad? Didn't your dad have a Hitler book in his attic or something? Didn't he have some he Jews a... in his attic or something, Hans? What's no, going on with your he, dad?
2: He has a... Name German uh, generals, and I'll
1: tell you which one. Um. <laughs> he has a book of,
2: um, what's his name? Fuck. Uh, it's one of the big ones. I don't fucking remember. I don't it. want to just remember start it. listing out
1: Nazi generals. <laughs> just
2: go, go on. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get it on the first three. Uh, but he, yeah, he has a book of like a story of his, and he, he was very interested in how, uh, you know, all of their experimentation and all that. Uh, but oh, he's big as, on
0: like, Goebbels, huh?
2: Yeah, 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 uh, and he's you know from German descent too. But uh, yeah. it, it's your it's all very, <laughs> it's all very surface level. It's all very. I just want to know like the most awful thing so that I have something to talk about. But like that's it. Like it's just. But yeah, it's one of those. It's a, uh, no, it's not Govels. Um, whatever. One of the big ones. But yeah, one of the, one um, of the heavy hitters. Sure. Have it, you ever looked it, through your dad's shoes uh, of the right? <laughs> it's it's uh, i I don't go into his uh, secret room uh no. in the attic uh he uh not him uh um what's the fucking feminism uh it started to uh sneak in into our society now, and oh, it's no. really funny because uh you get people going into conventions uh where they talk about you know gender uh at the workplace and whatnot and uh and it's all just women complaining about. You know, not getting paid the same, even though you do get paid the same here on everything. Uh so it's 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 a lot of, of that just starting now. So I'm sure in, in like everything in about five years we'll be just as bad as you guys, even though everyone is one shade of brown here. Uh but still, like I remember a couple of years ago there was a uh a, a journalist did a report on this group of white supremacists here and they were like as brown as a uh, typical Peruvian. They look like Kenny. <laughs> uh, like a regular little Peruvian, just brown as fuck. And they would wear like Slayer shirts and, and draw swastikas in the room. Uh, so uh, it, it's a it's a thing. I mean, I guess that comes with just being ignorant. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the the whole, you know, wokeness is just slowly sipping in, just like everything, just five, six years after uh, the first world gets it. Uh, but it's not as bad yet.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was wow. uh, I was reading uh, the Japan Times today and they had an article on feminism in Korea and they had this, this they interviewed one woman with a bowl cut and uh, she was like, yeah, I'm a straight woman, but I don't have any interest in being in a relationship with men because men sometimes look at revenge porn. <laughs> Is that, that, was it? Like, that was that was the article
1: right okay it makes me laugh because um it's funny when i was in syria with the you know like they have uh the kurdish fighters they have a lot of female fighters and they have a very good system over there like they have a thing called genealogy it's like feminism but just an excellent version of it it's not like white western feminism and i was talking to them and it somehow got onto this and one of them said like we're thinking even of stop using the feminism word and i said why excuse me and they were saying that like well, in the West, you guys were like, men are trash. And she was like, we love our men. Like, our brothers have fought and died for our freedom. They were like, we couldn't imagine saying something so terrible, you know? And they're like, what does it even mean? And I was like, well, I don't know what it means. Like, it doesn't mean anything. And it was really interesting to see their perspective. You know, like women who've been treated horribly in the Middle East, literally taken up arms, fought for their lives, like for ISIS. And even they're like nah, man, like men are not trash <laughs> like you know that's a that doesn't make sense. That's not an ideological concept. It's just a buzzword you know so and to be honest, what they're doing is real, you know, like they're really integrating women, and there is a bit of like you know kind of a, a, a the kind of tongue in cheek like fuck men, but it's it, they're so friendly and nice, and they try and like explain to you like no, it should be like this rather than just being like a typical man, you know that bullshit like you. It doesn't help. It doesn't help anyone onto your cause by like attacking them. Even if they are a fucking misogynist prick. It's like you, you have to come away, come around a different angle at it. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's but but like you said, a lot of it is um just I think it's just a, a culture now, like a subculture. The American Western shit, you know? Like there, there's a good sorry, there's, there's just one thing I heard, right? Uh just one thing I heard was like a good saying, it. where It's like liberals basically the way to sum them up is like um we just need more female prison officers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not abolish the prisons, not like fix a new system, like more female serial killers. You know? I honestly think that it's just a different reality of it, because
2: on those places, you depend on each other for your life. Mm. Like if your partner is a male, you depend on them. Otherwise, you're dead. So it doesn't really matter what's between their legs. Uh, you have to work together, and yeah, sure, you probably give each other shit and and uh, and uh, crack jokes or whatever. But you depend on them. On this side, uh, you have a privilege so high that you're complaining about the fact that when you were a, a little baby, your parents painted your room pink. Right. And that's your struggle. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah. so uh, it it definitely has to do with that. Just uh, the life that you we live. So what on you're this saying is world. we need more
0: suffering, Hans.
2: Yes, a hundred
0: percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, you guys live a very
2: cushy life, and that's why there's so many complaints about. But things here, that don't okay. But here's the thing,
0: all. and this might not actually apply uh, for you, Jake, since England is a lot smaller. I think America is just too big for that right now. So if that were, if if something terrible were to happen here and it were to like linger for a while, I don't even think that kind of unity would help things come together in the same way that it would in one of your two locations.
1: But what about like nine eleven, like? Like nine yeah, eleven was a big unifier for a know?
0: couple of years, for three or four years. Yeah,
1: like three years, yeah. the crime went down, and then all of a sudden it just came back again. Yeah, everybody was hot on the uh,
0: the wars and all that, and then uh, two thousand four came around, and that all flipped for the most part, right. or at least the the uh, the culture in the coast, at least flipped on that, and it's just been but- the reversal since.
2: Also, I think that the fact that you guys are saturated with things every day like every day is a new scandal every day is a new thing every day is a new thing that you need to be scared about every day is a new thing that's going to kill your children that you don't really have time to process anything because you have to start worrying about the next thing that's going to come into
0: news later yeah we all Uh, get to chill go see a good old-fashioned movie right yes (laughs) did you guys see that tweet from trump today uh and the greta thunberg uh uh tweet that he put out he put, oh. he, he said something uh fantastic <laughs> I, I really in- enjoyed it but uh yeah i i get the idea
1: what did he say uh, in the tweet uh, yeah
0: roma downey mark burnett's wife uh tweeted out congrats greta thunberg about the 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 uh, person of the year title so trump quote a uh, quote tweets that saying so ridiculous greta must work on her anger management problem then go to a good old fashioned movie with a friend. Exclamation point. Chill Greta
1: chill. Exclamation point.
2: <laughs> oh my Did yeah. you see she uh she updated her Twitter bio to, Yeah I
1: did. Yeah. Working on my anger management. I did wonder what that was about. Now I know. That's that's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a really good um there's some weird video came out recently where there's a, a girl in Finland or some shit, and it looks she looks just like Greta from the side. But she's firing, like, I don't know, she's shooting on a shooting range. And, like, all these, like, um, green anarchists that I know have, like, turned it into a meme. And they're, like, Greta's Greta's finally come to the green anarchist side. And they're, like, Greta's, like, you know, leading the uprising. And then like, a of these weird liberals on Instagram were, like, why is Greta shooting a gun? What the fuck? And it's, like, not even her. Like, it was pretty good. But, But, yeah, well, I think, like, just fucking leave her alone, man. Like, fuck's sake, like... Just leave her alone. Like I mean, yeah, like,
0: Hans. I saw those tweets that you put out. Kill Bully, yeah, die, kill die, gratter, die gratter. bitch. Like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs>
2: die, bitch. You die, you white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking colonialist or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this conversation would align better probably with uh, First Reformed, the Ethan Hawke, Paul Schrader movie. Uh, did you did you ever see uh, First Reformed, Jake? Nah, man. What is it? It. It's essentially exactly what we're talking about. It's somebody who gets crazed about uh, the environment dying, and he works for a a church that is owned by some big company that is poisoning things, and then he becomes like a a suicide bomber.
1: I know about this. It's from like the 90s or something, right? No, 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 no. No? This came out the same year as You
0: Were Never Really Here.
1: Oh, fuck. No, I don't know about it then. It's a
0: pretty good movie. There's some moments that are maybe... uh, a little cheesy, but for the most part, it's a, it's a great film. And Paul Schrader's crazy. Paul Schrader, he takes Ambien and he goes on Facebook and he's like, the revolution is coming.
1: He's a director? Yeah, he's
0: a, he's a director. He did uh, the, the movie he's probably most famous for is uh, Writing Taxi Driver, but he also directed hmm. a great Richard Gere film that came out in 1980 called American
1: Gigolo. Yeah, and yeah, I is, know about that.
0: Fantastic opening sequence to that film. He's done um, tons of movies. He's worked in the business for about 40 years. Great writer, uh, hit or miss director. But when he does hit, it's usually very good. He's got another good movie called Dog Eat Dog with Willem Dafoe and Nicolas Cage that
1: came out a couple years back. That's interesting. Got interesting editing and cinematography. Something I was going to mention about um, You Were Never Really Here, I just remembered. Um, I didn't really understand the plot of the film properly until I started reading the book. You know, and I think that I'm kind of a dummy, I think, in terms of films. I need shit explaining to me. So when he's in the cupboard, you know, when he's putting the bag over his head, like I got it like some for some reason he hid his head in a bag when his dad was beating his mom. But it didn't. I was like, is that why? Or is there some other reason? Like, you know what I mean? It didn't quite. And then there's the weird scene where you keep seeing he finds all those girls in the truck. Like I presumed it was he was a policeman and he found them, but they never really explain it. You know what I mean? Now, I get it with like underground or more arty films and they, they don't generally explain stuff like that. But I, I wouldn't mind it at least, I don't know, at least something explaining a little bit more because I was like, OK, I get it. This guy's all fucked up. There's a reason he wants to help you know, young girls get away from pedophiles. But I was like, it ah, don't really make sense. And then I started reading the book. I'm only like two chapters in and straight away. I'm like, right, got it. That makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Which not, for me, it's not a great way to have a film, but I, again, I'm kind of stupid with films. You know, I don't know why I need a lot explaining.
0: Well, th- this movie is actually a pretty interesting choice for Lynn Ramsey's to tackle. She's more of an abstract director.
1: Ah, okay, I, that makes sense. And
0: obviously, you read the novella, and it's more like a pulp novel. Yeah, it is. Like, like it reminds me a lot of I had, um. Mentioned uh, the Poirot series and yeah. uh, Sherlock Holmes and and all that, and I guess to one degree it's like that, but it kind of reminds me a bit of Columbo or Colcheck the nights, which were like TV shows in the seventies where it was a procedural where he's looking into a case this week and he mm-hmm. does that and like I'm big on those older types of shows. Yeah, I used to love and that and that the, the yeah, the novel reads more in vain of that, and apparently. There, there's still going to be uh, a second book that's coming out relatively soon. I'm kind of curious about the whole process that this movie was birthed from, though, because the no- the novella wasn't even out when the movie uh, came out in theaters. Like, it was, um, I believe... No, I was going to
1: say, yeah, that, that that's weird, right? It says... Um, it doesn't say based on the book. It says the book is the movie tie-in. I was like, what the fuck oh, yeah. does that mean? That's not exactly the
0: case, though. So... Traditionally, you either have a a movie that's an adaptation of the book or you have a novelization. And those were huge in like the 80s. You know, you could get a novelization of Halloween 3 if you really wanted it. And with this film, it seemed like there was an idea for a story that Jonathan Ames, the writer of the book, had come up with, but he hadn't started writing. And he was writing, I guess, simultaneously with Lynn Ramsey's developing the idea for the movie – and then when he had a manuscript she took the idea of that and then applied it to the script but again if if you read the the full novella it doesn't feel complete it kind of and you you'll get to this eventually once you finish it it just kind of drops off at the end
1: and the like, film kind
0: of does as well i think it's, it's, yes but there's there's a there's it, it has a button tacked on at the end where He has that suicide sequence in the diner.
1: Well, I was going to ask you, what is that? What is your interpretation of that? Because I'm just like, I have no fucking clue. I'm too stupid, man. Don't we have a scene at the beginning
0: where it's a similar sequence where he dreams something is happening, but it's not actually happening and it continues on?
1: can't remember, man. I only watched it days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where, like, it's... Hill,
2: like. I think a lot of it, it has a lot of, uh, we don't know if they're flashbacks or things that he's imagining. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, a. am sure it was a, on purpose for that, you know, same reason, just so that you don't really know if what's real and what's not. But it does happen before, yeah. I think when you said the, when you said the Only God Forgives thing, that, that this movie reminded me a lot to that, that, because when I first watched that Only God Forgives, it's very much a, an internal character movie that shows his internal struggle but it's a little bit more graphic Uh, but uh, now that I I, I watched this movie about an hour ago uh, it was really difficult for me to understand what they were saying because I feel like a lot of it was just mumble like Joaquin Phoenix mumbled a lot throughout the movie but at the same time I don't know if the dialogue was even important to the story because visually you were able to see what he was going through in his mind So at the end of the dialogue, at least didn't really need it to get what the story was saying. But when it comes to that, when it comes to the suicide and when it comes to the other flashbacks, I think uh, she kept it vague because the story at the end of the day is about his mindset, you know, dealing with the PTSD, dealing with everything that he's dealt with and how he's dealing with uh, and, you know, not knowing if it's imagining it or if it's actually happening uh, because even in that scene when he blows his brains out and then the waitress just comes and like calmly just puts the, places the receipt next to the pool of blood that's forming. Uh, so it's it's very vague. It's very, you know, you don't know what's real and what not. Even when the girl shows up at the end, you don't really know if she's sh- showing up or not. You don't yeah. know if he's imagining this, if she, he's dead or not. Uh, and I was I was just curious if the novella focuses more on the pedophile ring or the or whatever or if if the thing it's an internal thing to begin with
0: or if this was like a a director's choice when it comes to the book there are minor differences made in handling the trafficking aspect in the kidnapping of this senator's daughter right and I, i i think that the movie fleshes is out, fleshes it out a bit better, and it makes more sense of it. And the ending, I don't, I don't want to spoil the ending for you, Jake, since you haven't finished the book. But I'll again, I've said it before, it's a different ending, right? And it leaves things on a on a cliffhanger note. So the movie, even if it's vague, it you know it pieces things together a little more firmly, anyway then i think the book did which is intended to carry on throughout maybe multiple installments although the book does do a decent job of filling in some of those gaps and offering a look at like what is actually happening here what is the transaction that's been
1: that has occurred uh for this girl and then also retrieving her for me the book already is building joe's character a bit better. you know i mean i guess that is just because of the nature of books you can do that like already, I'm like, okay, like I know a little bit more. Like, it tells you he's a former Marine and he was former <laughs> FBI, you know what I mean? Like, that is a bit bad. But I, I got a question. So, <clears throat> I've watched it twice now, I'm still slightly confused. So, the, the girl who he rescues, her dad was involved in sending her into the pedo ring, right? That way, he killed himself or no? He was suicided. So he okay, fuck all right. I thought he was. I thought he. Oh fuck me right. <laughs> I really it's, it's difficult because
0: you're you're going off of the I've book to kind of inform.
1: You're,
0: you're you're going off the book a bit to inform your your knowledge of um the movie here. Yeah, because he's it really
1: nervous and anxious. right? It doesn't quite
0: align. So in the book, for example, he's maybe a bit more involved in things than implied in the movie. In the movie. It seems like there's some kind of agreement that is going on here yes. between the political figures in New York state. And so he might have some kind of involvement where he's at least knowledgeable of that. But things have gone to a point where he's not comfortable with anymore.
1: The the, the security guard that Joe kills in the house that for some reason he starts fucking singing with, which is a weird scene. Um, I didn't really like that scene. I felt like, really? Like in this gritty movie, you want to do some like fucking, I don't know, like some arty shit but anyway joker shit yeah like it's kind of joker Joker shit shit. hey (laughs) you know there's a lot of
0: overlap with this movie and joker there's many uh mirroring aspects i think to these
1: two films yeah but uh continue jake yeah sorry but but that security guy says that the dad got cold feet and then he's like the other guy that they go and get the girl off he's like oh it's he's her favorite so that's what i thought that like you know he said he wanted out so he knew there was something going on you know what i mean like i'm sure that's what they meant um but maybe he i don't know he didn't know his yeah i feel like there was some agreement like he let his daughter get fucked then he could get some kind of power and yeah. it, it was just it was a bit you know that scene didn't really make sense to me but that's what i interpret as anyway because like what did he mean he got cold feet? like he knew about it so i think it was going to lead into something that was maybe more uh
0: long-term or permanent as opposed to just molesting the yes. daughter Yes. Yeah. He backs out, he winds up suicided, and that's what causes the mess that unfolds. Now, everything that takes place at the mansion where Joe is handling things, we don't know how much of that is real, how much of that is imagined, how much of that, uh, you know, because if I recall, he walks in and most of them are already dead, or the the politician's already dead. the
1: girl killed him with the razor.
0: Right. That's, that's the implication of the scene. We don't know if that's actually the case or if she's even there. Right. This could all be his imagination, like many other moments in the film, that you know, he embellishes these moments.
2: That scene when he walks into, when he walks into the house and, and finds it. Do, then... do you think: Do you
0: think he did all that? Do you think he imagined it? it? Like what, what was your takeaway? What did, you, what did you think was the most logical answer to that ending?
2: No that someone else did it, and he just found that, so I thought that he was going to do it himself, and that he just found that he has been had been done already uh, but i didn 't really understand his little freak out that he had when he took his shirt off and started almost crying, or yeah crying
0: That's because he got so fat for the movie
2: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't understand if it, he was very, very Kylo Ren-ish. uh i couldn 't understand if uh if it was chance. because you know the 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 pressure of doing it you know he was lifted of him or i I don't know like i that that maybe because after that after that there's a scene where he's like at a dinner table right and then the
1: girl shows up she's eating well she's eating like the way i saw it was i like he goes in there he goes to kill the guy but she has she has a razor right you remember that she she has a razor in her hand so she took that out of the bathroom killed him and then i thought Maybe he's crying because it's like, I should have been here first. She shouldn't have had to kill anyone. You know, like, that's a pretty nasty thing for an abused girl to even have to do. But, yeah, and then you find her eating dinner. It's like, what? One one thing I will say, though, I thought that scene was amazing. The creepiness of that scene where the guy's, like, messing around with the doll's house. The bedroom is, like, a little girl's room. And he tucks the bed. Oh, man, like, my skin was crawling without actually seeing any nasty pedo shit you know what i'm saying like there didn't even need to be a scream there didn't even need to be a horrible rape scene it was just like i thought that was a good bit of film I, my skin was fucking crawling like and i'm thinking please fucking save that girl before this guy abuse her. you know what i mean like i thought that was great <laughs> yeah they
0: they did that really well and i'm also thinking back to when he invades the brothel and it's completely silent I except love for, for the 1950s song that's playing. And it's mm-hmm. creepy. It sets the mood perfectly. And you're just watching him on the security cameras do his thing in getting to the girl and rescuing her. They, she handled that uh, so well and just building yeah. that kind of atmosphere through minimalism
1: and and that that place is so fucking creepy and i've read about that like those kind of places exist you know what i mean like the writer got the idea for this story because he knew
0: a guy in i believe uptown who worked at 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 the exact same kind of place he would go get sandwiches for the girls that worked there and that's where the uh, idea for this story came from
1: that's amazing there you go
0: hans you were going to say something uh, no,
2: I completely lost you, it. You blanked I out? I started thinking about something else, and I guy blanked out so, <laughs> so bad. So so I was hoping that you wouldn't
0: throw it at me, and I was like, fuck.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> just completely lost it. <laughs>
0: There's one element of the ending that doesn't fit for oh, me. Oh, wait, I, it got, it. Me... I oh, got it. I okay. just got it Never mind. Shut me. up. All right, Shut up. up. I got Go it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so um, that... Um... Tone of it and help tell the story along with the cinematography, wow, cinematography without having to spell everything out was the music. I feel like the way that they used music to elevate tension and just everything was creepier and everything was more dramatic just because of those, you know, the violence and the little uh, very dramatic, very Hitchcock like music that they used in this. Uh, And uh, I think that's one of the uh, factors why I didn't really need to pay attention to what they were saying because it said a lot of what every scene was doing because pretty much all of the movie had a little bit of background music just elevating the tension whenever it needed. Yeah,
1: I, I, I know what you mean. Like some of the music wasn't even really music either. It was just like a yeah. note here, a note there. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Something's going to happen. Something's I love coming. that. Yeah. yeah, something's coming. Yeah. yeah and it's going to be horrible. Like, I love that. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say about the ending and,
0: and particularly the character, the little girl that he's rescuing, her her character name is escaping me at the moment. The one thing that makes me think that a good portion, if not all of that conclusion is in Joe's head is her demeanor is completely separate of where it was when he initially got her where she's almost in like a catatonic state Mm -hmm. and she does get more comfortable with him but it's still like she's completely shut down she's quiet she she won't respond whatsoever and it's such a polar opposite uh personality change that she undergoes there at the end where it's like she's you know I, i i was trying to think of the the name of that uh uh child murderer movie uh what was it ophelia leon Le- uh, for sure oh. sure leon, leon. Paul, whatever leon yeah um <laughs> sure uh where she's like that and she's cool calm and collected but in like a sociopathic way like she's mirroring joe yeah almost as if it, it, it almost seems to me like joe might be he might be like mirroring himself onto her and how maybe he wishes he was as a kid when he was dealing with the abuse that his dad was dealing out to him and his mother. <clears throat>
1: or so, she's yeah. she's killed her, the rapist, the pedophile that abused her and she's like killed her oppressor, but then she's free. You know what I mean? Maybe that. I don't sure. know, fucking know. But yeah, I, I I know what you mean. Like that was like, it's a different person. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know what I thought was really Wait, good so- dark scene? when she's sitting in the car and starts kissing him and he's like no 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 no! no. what the fuck i was like oh my I god that's that. I- i've read about like stuff like you know like pedo cases and i have a friend that works in like care and stuff and that's that they that happens you know what i mean these children mm-hmm. think that they have to do that to everybody that shows them affection fucking disgusting but it- that was i was like that's a really good but sad scene just for a second and it's like he's like "No, no 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 don't do that don't do that like, man, that is... It's good. I thought I just so They've clearly done their research and shit. So you, know? so
2: you guys think he,
0: he's alive at the end?
1: I think he's happy. I think he's alive. I think he probably just bought a new
0: house.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I, I really thought he killed himself when he
2: shot himself.
1: I took it quite literally. I just thought the shooting himself was like... I don't know. Like, in his head, the old him is gone. You know what I mean? Like, the rebirth. Now he's got this... He's got a reason to live now because you know when he's trying to drown himself when he when he leaves his mum, and then he remembers the girl and he's like, "Fuck, I have to, I have to, I can't die. I have to help her." So he gets the rocks out of his pocket. And then I thought, like at the end, there's like this idea where he kind of kills himself in his in his head, but then he doesn't. He's not dead, and it's like, oh, now he has a reason to live to protect this girl. I don't know. That's kind of like a corny, nice way of thinking about it, but. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way as well. Either. But th- I mean, that's, well, that's what the movie presents as the the main
0: idea of the the story. So I don't I don't think it's that far fetched that that is exactly what happened. Uh, but it mm. it is up to interpretation there, which is right. It's however you see it. Is there any other aspects of the movie that we could go into since we spent uh, three
1: quarters of the podcast talking about Pizzagate? <laughs> what I really like was the Bullhammer. hammer. Like that was a really nice touch, which sounds kind of fucked up, you know, like in my head, you know, like if if someone's, I remember one time in uh, a man, I was like 12, 13 and there was a guy like tried to rape some girl that we knew in a pub toilet. Like, you know, and he was like 40, like nasty, like he's a Peter guy and everybody went there. uh, I don't know. It was like 50 of us and just everyone was throwing rocks, like smashing the front windows of his house. Like, I mean, I was young. It was mostly older kids, you know what I mean? But I just remember seeing it. But I remember that feeling of like, everyone wants to kill a pedo, you know, like, I don't know in America, but in Britain, that's like a real big, like the tabloids get hold of it. And they're like, pedo in your neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like, we had a we had a fucking scandal where like, the tabloids were naming and shaming pedophiles and getting it wrong. And like, people were getting beaten up, and they just fucked it up. Like, it was really bad. But in this country, at least there's this feeling of like, you know, you, everyone wants to kill a pedo, you know, and my, my personal opinion is why not, you know, fuck them. But, but that thing with the ball hammer, it's like, that's such a good touch. It's not like he hasn't stabbed them. He doesn't shoot them. He smashes their fucking skull in, you know, like even catches them naked, like, bam, bam, bam. Like, yeah. like that is like, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> Get I them. love that
0: aspect about this movie and about old boy and, and yeah, other films yeah. where it's this, sloppy, scrappy nature where you just use what you got and it's not the most convenient situation for anybody to be in, but the violence has to happen and it occurs in such like a
1: realistic manner. Yeah, all that bullshit like a silence pistol. It's like, nah man. What I find interesting as well that like um it's I I mean I'm probably wrong, but I haven't seen many films where they kind of like show a hitman as I think more like what he really is. You know, like Hitman isn't that bald cunt with the barcode. You know what I mean? Hitman is real Hitman. A literal like, Joe, right? Like some fucking ex-Marine who wants to like, you know, fuck his mom or whatever it is. He has that weird relationship with his mom. Like, you know what I mean? It, it felt more real. Well, maybe if Vincent Gallo ever decides to release the rest
0: of his films, he's got, he filmed a third movie that he'll never release because he doesn't think we're deserving <sighs> Uh, where he <laughs> plays a hitman, really, and he goes, yeah, he he has been shooting. I mean, he's been active. He's been shooting movies in secret, kind of like George but Lucas does. And he said, the the public is evil and they don't deserve his movies, so they're just locked in a vault, uh, probably until he's gonna die, which is
1: you know, um, terrible and sad. Catcher in the Rye, yeah, you know. Uh, so J.D. Salinger, the the guy that wrote that, he was the same. Like towards the end of his career, he was like. Nobody deserves this. In fact, it wasn't even that. It was, um, it was a part of that. But then it got to the point where he was like, real art. You just do it and you don't show anyone. I, I just remember reading that when I was really young and just thinking like, what a fucking asshole. Somebody like that's so cool. I'm like, nah, man, he just up his ass. That's so wanky, you know. Like <laughs> that's why I didn't like. Only God Forgives. That was a wanky film for me. It was hey, like, hey, I know that, you no, love that's a, it. That's, you know? a, that's a that's a classic. <laughs> but it was like Nicholas Wynne and reference, like wanking all over the. <laughs> like, come on. Like, what do you think?
2: What do you think happens to every guy that? bought the drive jacket and wore it earnestly out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are they doing now they're, they're That's what like I want to know. in diners being like wanna fight and people like sorry what yeah. no, not nothing, nothing. a nothing f- <laughs> f- fat kid that can't even close the jacket
0: some guys valley. in a wheelchair is like wanna fight <laughs> He he uses the same weapon in Drive, and he threatens mm. to remove the guy's teeth. He, the mm-hmm. ball pen hammer. So I love Drive. I remember those Drive jackets, though they were like a hundred and thirty dollars, and now you yep. can go on
1: Amazon; they're like eighteen bucks. Yeah, and you polyester. still look like a you look
0: like a dweeb. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. I do need to watch Only God Forgives again. I think I saw the trailer and was like, "This going to be the." I was like a big, you know, Nicholas it's- one ref and fucking fanboy, and I watched it and was like, eh. You know what I mean? I was like, it's exactly what you said. It's
2: him just jerking off. Yeah. It's not, not, though. No. But there's plenty of better
0: examples of that. I'll give you an example. Look, there's this movie um, he did that was called Fear X that came out in uh, 2002, actually. It was uh, written by Hubert Selby Jr., who wrote the book that was based on Requiem for a Dream. And the movie's very good but he tries too hard to be David Lynch in it, and uh, it doesn't even feel like Reffin, uh, and it gets ultra pretentious. I, I've I've uh, conditioned myself to like the movie, to like all of his movies. Really. Would you suck There's his no dick way. if you met him? I, I imagine his penis kind of looks like his head with the, the fucking
1: the chinless... <laughs> no neck. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Where you, you just find out Roger he has Ebert. balls, and that, that is actually the dick <laughs> with a face at the top. <laughs>
0: He's so peculiar. Like he, he's. Uh, I've, I've watched some documentaries on him, and he's just like he's got a very attractive wife, but he never spoke to girls before. Like before that, right? Like he just randomly, awkwardly asked her out, and he plays with like Legos at age forty-five. Oh, wow. Very autistic. It's. He's uh, from fucking Denmark, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He's in Death yeah, stranding. Yeah, the Have you, you ever met anyone from Denmark? What they they're all, all with like Legos? That?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all very peculiar. But yeah, right? they are. Pretty, yeah, no, I agree. They're pretty fucking odd. He's in Death Stranding, you know the Hideo Kojima game. Yes, and like yes. that is that is the definition of like a guy just having a wank into a video game. You know, like I enjoy it, but I, I like anybody that's like, "Shall I get it?" I'm like, "Don't fucking get it." It's the dumbest thing. It's the most pretentious thing. But I enjoy it because it's a really weird story. But he's in that quite a lot, and he's acting, and it's fucking terrible, man. And it's just he's acting as this weird professor that turns your piss and shit. No joke turns your piss and shit into bombs that, like, kill these ghost thing. It's so weird, man. Like, yeah, and he's Aww. just... He's in it so much. Like, that game is, like, Hideo Kojima famous friend simulator. You know, like, you just yeah, get all yeah. of his famous friends. <laughs> didn't,
0: he, yeah. didn't he put uh, Guillermo del Toro in that as well? Yeah,
1: yeah, but he's not voicing it. It's just his face. So,
0: okay, all right. <laughs> Refn does the voice as well.
1: Well, Refn does the voice and his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, it's very Wait, weird. did
2: it get... Did they get someone else with a thick Mexican accent to
1: do the Deltorous? I voice? think yeah, I think so, yeah. Ah, yeah. That's, great. that's what I read. <laughs> I really don't like that thing of like you can create art and make someone look all these ways and then you just make them look like the artist. Uh, the 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 fuck was the point of that you know what i mean i don't really like don't give him fucking shoulders it's a video game <laughs> make him make him yeah. look human god
2: give him a jewel straighten for, his for posture a sure. <laughs> to, to
0: uh just to go back to the point though of the idea of like okay well real art is the art you never let anybody see i Oof. agree that that's a ridiculous notion uh however i mean in i in vincent Gallo's case just to play devil's uh, advocate here uh <laughs> he, he was, like, one of the first guys to get, like, the vitriol of the media for, really, no, just for being himself. Like, I mean, he's a guy I look at is, like, maintaining his actual self and working in Hollywood for a while. Mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't play the fucking game. Uh, Mickey Rourke is another guy like that. And the thing that occurs with all of these people is they get weeded out, and they wind up doing, like, bottom-of-the-barrel shit just to make ends meet. So for him to be able, to like... Yeah, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing, but I'm going to make all my money in real estate and buy properties in shitty low-income areas and wait for that to raise up, which is what he has been doing, uh, and just keep these to myself. Like, yes, there's absolutely a masturbatory nature to that, that he's just sitting around watching his own films for no one else to ever see. But I understand the
1: pathology that would lead him to make that kind of decision, at least. I think, yeah, I get you, but I think, like, real art is, like... Things that you make not to make money you just make it but then if you can make money from it that's great you know what i mean but like he's gone yeah. one step back he's not even trying and it's not even about the money perhaps like he's got money it's about like showing the world like you know like wow this is a fucking cool film and it might inspire someone else to go and then make a cool film like vincent gallo he doesn't even know you know for all he knows he could inspire a whole new underground movement of cool filmmakers just with this one new film Probably not, but not even letting it go out there—it's just like it's just weird, man. Like it's a very—I'd like him as well. I think he's by, cool. by
0: your definition, then, do you think that art has to be available for absorption? I don't have. Otherwise, it's not art.
1: I don't think it's not art. I just think it's better when it is available. I don't think that art is just the creation; it's the way people interact with it as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, like because it inspires people to do things and it creates a culture. It can create a wave. That, for me, is a real cool part of it. I like the idea that, you know, like... I Like, shit, you do, man. I'll, like, look what you're doing. Like, your fucking comfort systems has influenced the way I edit Popular Front. Like, things completely different. But it's like, that to me is cool. Like, ah, I like that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use that in my work. And then it creates more art. You know what I'm saying? It's I just like the idea of it, so... Uh, you know, what is art? You know, all that kind of question. Yeah. I, Hans, I what is art? Hans, what is poetry?
0: I think I'm just
2: okay with not having more than one Vincent Gallo out there. So I, I don't have an issue with him not releasing. <laughs> I'm fine with him not releasing that shit until he dies. I'm okay. Yeah,
1: he's a bit like crazy.
0: Oh, no, he's, he's, he's definitely... Uh... No, I think he's very sane. I think he's just a normal guy. And he tries to be a normal guy in a public sphere and it looks crazy. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people like
2: that. He's a very good talker. I, I honestly think that he's he's a very not Hollywood person. So if you talk to him, I'm sure he'd be a, a chill guy to talk to. That would talk a lot of shit. That would be fun to listen to. Mm. But just looking at it as an outsider, of us like uh, this guy's just pretentious. I can see how people would hate him just for that.
0: Is there anything else we can say about you were never really here before we close out the show? Because I got to get ready to go get a Christmas tree in about. 40 minutes
1: uh i would just wish it was a bit longer and i you know just based on my own weird dark obsessions with you know horrible political people doing dark shit i would have just loved to see that pedo stuff expanded a bit more or maybe even just explained a bit more but um like even maybe if i don't know like fucking a reporter there's some nutty reporter who like has found the story and no one believes him i don't fucking know but I, I would have the watched John that. John the Cage story. story, yes, that's a that's yeah, exactly. yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, literally. But I really liked it. Like the second time, I'm so glad I watched it again. I was like, "This is a fucking good film." And I was telling people like, "You gotta watch this film." My friend watched it and he was like, "Nah, man, it was shit." I was like, "All right, <laughs> thanks," but I liked it. You know, I thought it was cool. It it's a really weird watch after watching Joker because, like you
2: said, there's so many little things where it kind of feels like after joker like is the same character but you know like 20 years went by and he gained weight because he became successful a little bit or made money to actually eat and and now he's still having his crazy flashbacks or whatever but you know like it, it felt like if it, it, this could be a sequel to that joker movie if you take the whole superhero thing out of it uh but it was kind of a weird watch i don't know how i would have seen it or if i would have understood the character as well after seeing i mean if i had not seen joker before but uh there's a lot of little things that connect weirdly with that movie yeah
0: they're they're just very similar characters it could very well be an alternate timeline like the whole setup yeah with him and his mom and everything else it, it, it it fits
1: it's almost parallel it's it's joaquin phoenix though he like he Exudes like darkness and like a hard, tough guy to deal with. I don't even mean physically tough, just like he looks like he's had a hard fucking life. You know what I mean? I think he's very good at portraying that. Take a look at his history, and he was raised in a hippie cult commune, and his brother died. Of, of
0: an overdose as a result of uh, his stardom at a young age. So, oh, I mean, way? there's a lot of fucked up
1: things that were going on there. He's probably swarmed with pedos as a kid. Wow. He seems like a really nice guy. Like, whenever I see him in I just think he seems cool, man. Like, well, yeah, River's very did reserved. It, yeah. Didn't
2: River go crazy because of getting fucked and sucking dick in Hollywood?
1: I know. No, right? no he was just just on right? heroin. He was just doing heroin. <laughs> yeah, but because they were making him
2: Johnny suck Depp. dick with Curry and shit, right? No, no, friends? no, no, no! He
0: didn't know Corey Ham. <laughs> what are you talking about? He acted with no, Corey Feldman in
2: Standby. It's a movie. fact. ah, no. uh, you know it's, it's white boys from the '80s. Same oh, people, yeah. you know. They were all in the same circles, sucking, sucking dick. You know, being famous
0: with Macaulay Culkin and fucking Tobey Maguire. The pussy, that, pussy. I'll tell you what, though, that <laughs> that choreography memoir is dark, and it's a very good read. The Corey Feldman uh, bio- autobiography, where he's talking about he doesn't name names but he gets into like the experiences that happened in Hollywood when they were kids and how it affected him and Corey Haim and it's fucking it is is, uh, horrible
2: is that the thing where he sounds a little bit jealous of the attention that Haim was getting you know what
0: in the audiobook he kind of I mean it veers off a little bit here and there (laughs) yeah yeah, where maybe he's talking about how he deserves a second chance at fame and all that and yeah, no, Corey, Haim, mm-hmm. Corey, Corey Haim overdosed like two years into their reality TV show, The Two Corys on A&E, right when they were doing like Lost Boys sequels. So he probably blames them a little internally for fucking that up. Corey Haim looks, I mean, Corey
1: uh, Feldman looks like a vampire right now. There's so much fucked up shit in Hollywood, man. Mm-hmm. Like One day we will find out everything.
2: I thought he was producing a documentary about all of
0: his no stories, no no of no what of happened course, with I mean, Michael he Jackson that. and he's yeah no he says that and then he goes <laughs> and spends the money on meth or whatever Playboy models whatever he's doing. <laughs> What's the book called? Choreography. Right, I'm gonna check that out. There's a picture of him on the cover with uh, the Michael oh, Jackson hairstyle. Oh and he's no! Like the white glove and everything. Oh, no. It's uh, it's it. Get past that. <laughs> just like remove the book cover and get into it and. It's informative. It's good. All Wait, right. Is that um, recent? Is it recent? That was from 2013. Oh, okay. So
2: it's not after, you know, the the little fame he got a couple of years ago from those music videos he was putting
0: out? Oh, Ascension Millennium. What was that? Yes. Was that the name? Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was what called. What a
0: throwback. This. Have you seen his music video, Jake? Nah, oh, man. I don't know what the uh, fuck uh, you guys are on about. Uh, it should probably <laughs> stay that way. I, I, don't, I don't think you should look into it. It's.
2: It's... Th- Yeah, I was. It's it's what? What were you gonna say? I was gonna. I was gonna give props to the director. It's a very well directed video. It's all in one shot, right? Supposed to be. All in one shot, and it's all all about the life, uh, the party. That's his life. Mm -hmm. He just walks around, and then he has like a disco in his living room, and it's great. A
0: lot of sluts. Yeah, that's where the the rest of his life savings went. It's just uh, <laughs> women, that mansion. That's probably like a thousand dollars a day to rent. His an- angels, right? Uh Corey's angels. That's right. Um, Jake, where can people find you? On you got the second half of the Hong Kong documentary. Oh,
1: fuck yeah, that thing is killing me, man. Yeah, man. Um, just go popularfront. Co uh and then or just on twitter i'm uh jake underscore hanrahan h-a-n-r-a-h-a-n and you can just find all my shit from there man what's going on with the hong kong documentary you seemed uh not enthused about that what's up oh man i'm fucking sick of editing man (laughs) fucking every time i edit something i'm like right i'm gonna get someone to do it next time and then i'm like nah, i can do this i can do this and then i'm just looking at it like i want to fucking scream you know what i mean like i love editing a trailer and then i'm like fuck this you know what i mean like i don't know it's tiring man and it's so much work and i got to do all the other shit at the same time i enjoy it to a degree but you know when you're like finicky like you have to turn this bit of volume down and then blend that bit in and is there gonna be a part three yeah yeah in 10 years (laughs) (laughs) no part three will be out before christmas and that's the final part finished
0: excellent that first one was i haven't watched the second one yet but the first one was easily your best documentary you've done yeah
1: thanks man i'm definitely like like, since um, since you put me onto Final Cut, I've learned that far. Final
0: Cut gets so much shit, but again, Why? I've said it, it many crashes. times. Those people, they don't know what they're talking about. Final Cut is so far superior. Just like the render times are are, are so much better.
1: Incredible. Yeah, um, incredible.
2: Just hands again on, on everywhere and uh, follow the low
1: rates page. I'm sure you'll be able to find me from there too. Yeah and uh, join our uh, hands join our i love your um, your youtube thing like that's the funniest shit i've watched that so many times where you know this skit where you're trying to be a youtube star <laughs> like oh, hit subscribe oh. hit the bell i fucking yeah. love that man we're we're doing uh, one more for
0: the end of comfort systems that's oh, going to be a christmas so version of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Press subscribe is that my thing i fucking love that man. Like, every time i watch that i'm dying man